This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello and welcome to the Fun Kids Book Club podcast. My name is Vex and I've got loads and loads of stuff to tell you all about. First up, I'm going to give you my big book question. Today's is this. What was Dr. Zeus's real name? Was it A, Eric Zeusical? Was it B, Theodore Zeus Geisel? Or was it C, Zeusmus Thomas Zeus? It's tricky. I know, right? Don't you worry. I'll tell you the answer later on. I've also got a chat with Joe Simmons on the way. I'm going to be finding out about some amazing books. And I've even got Matt Haig in the studio with a reading from his brand new Truth Pixie. First up... Let's go over to Joe Simmons, shall we? Hello. Hi. Now, you've got a brand new book out. It's My Parents Cancel My Birthday, That's and right. it focuses on Tom. Can you tell us a little bit about him? So Tom is about to have a birthday, as the title suggests, mm-hmm. and he's super, super excited about it because it's not only just a birthday, it's his lucky birthday, which is like a sort of family tradition. Um, and then things start to go wrong, and as the title kind of tells you, his birthday gets cancelled and this is a major problem for him so he goes on a big mission to sort of try and fix his family and then in the end without giving too much away just to kind of organise his own celebrations I really felt for Tom because I am a big believer in birthdays. Yeah. Like I properly celebrate them as much as I can. So when when it was like his mum and dad are like, maybe you know what, Tom, maybe we'll just, can we postpone it? Can we push yeah. it back? I was heartbroken just for Just awful, him. isn't it? Yeah. It's the worst. And for me, so I've got real sob story. My birthday is this terrible, terrible time of the year. It's January the 3rd. Oh, yeah. And I think that's like probably the worst date in the entire calendar to have a birthday because everybody's nobody wants to go out nobody wants to celebrate when I was a kid my parents used to forget (gasps) to buy me anything and then if they did they either got it in the sales and then they sometimes wrapped it in Christmas paper so birthday's a really sore point for me and I've never actually had a really fantastic celebration for my birthday not really ever because I've tried to arrange stuff and I just know that my friends they don't want to go out on January 3rd well yeah because people in that kind of December 15th to January-ish bracket yeah it's tricky other stuff is going on definitely and by the other side of Christmas and New Year everyone's had enough so yeah yeah, so that was kind of why it was a real live issue for me but I know from my own children that birthdays are just a huge huge deal they're just so important and why not and it's like that time as a child when it's all about you and that's so exciting and so to have it cancelled and parents just be all flaking go oh we can't really do it sorry you just got a lot on I just thought that's just miserable that shouldn't you know that's a terrible terrible thing to happen to a child and (laughs) for Tom as well it's his lucky birthday yes it's his lucky birthday which is like his family tradition where when the date of your birthday coincides with your age so his is the 11th of August and he's going to turn 11 then it's your lucky birthday and so he was expecting not only a brilliant birthday but like an extra brilliant birthday I really felt for him as well because I have an August birthday oh yes yeah well see my youngest son is August 29th oh wow which is just awful yeah in every respect so he's the youngest in the year and everyone's always on holiday when it's his birthday yeah I know that pain (laughs) although I did like not being at school yeah but but then people are away and it's really hard to pull a little party together or, or get you know get everyone around so yeah but August birth- birthday pain They can be in. quite tricky Yeah, no, I mean Honestly, <laughs> I was like I think me and Tom In the book though uh, He has stuff with his parents Going on as well His mum and dad Are kind of in difficult places His mum's working too much Yeah His dad is writing a book Yes Perhaps, maybe Yes, sort of Trying And Nana is Nan's going through A bit of a tough time herself She's going through a tough time It was kind of the idea That, I mean This is uh, from a grown-up perspective And having children But I think a lot of families Are kind of just about coping mm. With life And often 
children are the victims of like their parents being very busy, a little bit preoccupied with their own stuff. So as you said, Tom starts trying to get this book off the ground. He spends a lot of time trying to write, but actually also spends a lot of time making dinner and, and, and putting it off. As a result, his mum's always working. So she's kind of preoccupied as well. And then at the start of the book, there's this terrible tragedy involving a pig falling off a roof. <laughs> and that means his nana is also very preoccupied with her problems. And so poor Tom just gets overlooked. And I think sometimes that happens to lots of kids. But I do love the relationship he has with his sister, with yes. Meg. And they decide together to make it a really good birthday and to, to get all his pals out and yeah. just make sure he has a great day. Yeah, yeah. he just, in the end, he's like, I'm going to organise this for myself. And he's just like designs his own birthday and goes a bit freestyle with how he would actually like to do it. And he's got about £8 to spend and that's it. You've got to say, he pulls it off. He does he quite an interesting job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for the readers, no. but it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, and there's a few little, you know, curveballs come in as well yeah. out of the left field. But yeah, all good fun. And you've also uh, got Johnny in the book. Yes. Who was a character so, in one of your other books. That's right. So Johnny was the main character in I Swapped My Brother on the Internet, which was the book that came out before this. And I just thought it would be fun for him to pop up and be part of Tom's friendship group. Yeah. And it's actually given me the idea. So the next book I'm working on has got Keith in, who is Tom's best friend. So the focus is going to move I was Keith for the next ask, run. I was going to say, are you going to do something for everyone in the friendship group? And I don't please know. Please do it for Keith because Keith seems like an interesting character. Keith is Keith is a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with writing him at the moment. So um, watch this space. But yeah, it it wasn't intended as a series. I swap my brother was just a, a single book on its own, but. It was fun to write and suddenly it just became fun to think, well, can we not make it absolutely serious, but have these guys all connected in some way? So it's sort of grown quite organically. That's cool. It's like a bit of an Easter egg, isn't it? Like yeah. You just kind of nod to it like, oh, if you read yeah. that book, you'll know it, but you don't yeah, have to have read sure. the other book. Exactly. Yeah. That's definitely the plan. Yeah. It's perfect. And can I ask, uh, what was your favourite ever birthday present? I mean, I know well. it's been tricky for you, but... <laughs> I've had some real duds over the years. In the back of the book, actually, my, my editor asked me that so that we could put it in the back of the book. And I really struggled to think of anything. And I came up with an electric toothbrush. Right. Which I got this year. And I'm I'm thrilled with it. OK. Well, that's the important thing, because it's your, your thing. And my teeth have never been cleaner. So, you know, oh, it's okay. all good. Well, that's as long as you're happy. I'm happy. I know that for a lot of people that would be underwhelming. Yeah, mm, but yeah. it take the box for me. But I guess after Christmas and New Year. Yeah, where are you going to go? Happen. Exactly. Yeah, quite useful. This is the first time you've been at Fun Kids, yeah. I believe. And uh, with every author, the first time they come here, we have a little quick-fire round of questions to okay. ask them. Uh, just to get a feel for who you are. <laughs> That's worrying. To. No pressure, obviously, <laughs> at all. Don't worry about it. Uh, first up, books or Kindles? Oh, books? <laughs> I, lo- I love your outrage, Suzanne. <laughs> I would never have a Kindle. Interesting, I, I don't. I like to physically... I like I like a book in my hands. Okay, it's the yeah. smell of the pages. Old school. Well, right? I'm old. Come on. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, every author says the same thing. Heroes or villains? Uh, oh, both. Or is that a? Cheap? Oh, you can you can, can say you that. Can you go both? Yeah, well, I'll be... you got it. You can't. We have one without the other. It's true. Mm. That's a good point. Warwick University or Cardiff University? I would. Oh my! No way. I've done my research. Oh, you have. <laughs> well, Warwick University. I was there for three years. That was a lot of fun. Cardiff. I met my future husband. Oh, there. I see. So maybe I got to go Cardiff. Probably should just yeah. just for in case he's listening. Yeah, just, <laughs> just to say face more than anything else. Uh, film adaptation or TV adaptation? Um, t- let's go TV adaptation because okay. at the moment the TV adaptations are just acing it, aren't they? Little Netflix uh, yeah. series. Yeah, why not? For sure. Johnny or Tom? Uh, I like Tom. Tom. I like Tom. Okay, that was oh, that was that was a genuine <laughs> answer. I appreciate that. <laughs> Writing or reading? Well. I'm writing at the moment and 
you wouldn't believe how difficult it is so I'm going to go reading reading okay yeah that's one a lot of authors do struggle with actually yeah. surprisingly <laughs> Hogwarts or Narnia oh Narnia Narnia straight yeah. away laptop or write by hand both really do you yeah. write by hand not, not in depth but at some like notes and thoughts always have a notebook and then and then pop them onto screen when I'm feeling ready oh interesting I just thought that'd be too labour intensive yeah maybe it is I probably should think about that no, I'm, <laughs> hey I'm not going to if it works no I could do with the advice no. to be honest uh, Roald Dahl or Jacqueline Wilson um, do you know I haven't read a lot of Jacqueline Wilson t- which is you know not, not good of me but I have read a lot of Roald Dahl so go with him birthdays or Christmas now <laughs> tricky question here <laughs> they're both a bit of a Christmas Christmas yeah oh I feel sad for you because, I know you should yeah, yeah I'd always go birthday straight away bookshop visit or school tour um schools schools okay yep. do you write nine to five or do you write when you fancy um I no, probably nine to five interesting yeah I mean I do I I write I yeah let's say that <laughs> I mean the way you said that sounds like well say it but it's not true it sounds good though well you, you probably it sounds very exciting if you go oh when the you know I write at three in the morning for three hours and then I go out for a run and then I sleep for an hour and then I, I don't really, do that no, I don't do that no, I, I wouldn't have believed anybody if they said that to me pigs or zebras um zebras I went to Botswana last summer and saw a lot of zebras and they're great oh, wow. and their stripes go right up into their mane like perfectly up oh. it's the nicest thing didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't expect to learn that today, but I'm delighted to <laughs> You're welcome. And finally, the big one, salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Oh, salt and vinegar every time. Yes, that is the correct answer. Thank you. I never judge anybody on any of the answers Except apart the from that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I know whether I like them or not. Uh, yeah, so salt and vinegar is the correct answer, therefore you've passed my test. <laughs> Thank you very much. My secret test. Uh, Joe, the book is out right now. So, right. 11th of July, I think. 11th of July, isn't it? okay. Yeah. So, uh, my parents cancelled my birthday. You can see it because it's a beautiful cover as well. It's yeah, got that's lots Nathan of Reed, did the illustrations. He's super clever. They are really, really good picks, and they're all inside the book as well. Yeah. Excellent. So, Joe, thank you so much for coming by. A pleasure. Thank you. Pop by when you've written that Keith book, all right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much to Joe Simmons. Now it's time to find out about some amazing brand new books from Imogen. Hello. How are we? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And we're shaking things up in the book club. I don't have five picks. I have two of my top picks. Just two. Go for it. So the first book is called Gamer by Chris Bradford. Now, you might think, oh, Chris Bradford, I know that name. I do. And that is because he has written lots and lots of books, including the Bodyguard series and the Young Samurai. And he writes really exciting kind of adventure packed books. And this is no different. This is the first in a trilogy in this kind of dystopian universe where there is a boy called Scott and he lives with very little money. Um, But with this world, in this dystopian world, it is kind of dominated by gaming. So if you love gaming, you're going to love this book. He can potentially win a gigantic prize for him and his family if he becomes a virtual combat gamer and works his way up to the top and becomes the best of the best. But in the book, it's not all uh, hunky-dory. There are things that go awry and uh, when his friend Kate goes missing in the battle arena the dream kind of becomes a bit of a nightmare and you've got to find out what happens it's a very exciting adventure full book and if you're a fan of gaming as i said it's one for you great it's a good combination of gaming and books together yeah absolutely 
Excellent. And what is the second big book for this week, Imogen? The second book is The Case of the Vanishing Granny by Alexander McCall Smith. Sounds fun. So this is the first in a brand new series following the shortbread family um, as they travel around the country performing circus acts as they are part of the circus. There are three kids and they have super important uh, roles in the circus as well and they love it there. Billy, the oldest, is a trapeze artist. Fern is an acrobat. And Joe, the youngest, trains ten dogs to dance. Ten? He has ten dogs. Wow. And they dance, Bex. It is exciting. Um, Along with this, they all help out with kind of backstage jobs and all these other exciting stuff that goes on in the circus. Um, But they also solve mysteries. And this story explains how they solve the mystery of a young boy's missing grandma. And it involves break-ins and chocolate and cake and circus and wonder. And it's great. That sounds awesome. So those are my top two books. Thank you so much. And also, aren't we doing something a bit different now? We are. Okay, go for it. Tell the listeners. So, we are introducing a Funkers Book Club book club. It kind of makes sense, to be honest. Yeah, it figures. Yeah, I mean, it's called the book club for a reason. Mm -hmm. We don't really have a book club. We're introducing a book club. So we're going to recommend a book to read in the next month, and then we'll be chatting about it really soon. We can all read it together. Yes, absolutely. And I think you have the book for me, Bex. Okay, now the first book we're going to read is one I haven't read either, so we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. It is Northern Lights. By Philip Pullman. Yeah. Now I've heard so many things about this, but I've never got to read it. And therefore... What a better occasion. So if you've got it in your school library or maybe on your shelf at home and you've never had a chance to read it, read along with us and we'll be chatting about it really soon. Yeah, we'll be reading it through the whole of August and we will be chatting about it in the book club come mid-August, come September. Mm -hmm. Read along with us and see how we go. So there we go. Thank you so much, Imogen. Thank you. Uh, Coming up next is a little chat with Matt Haig. Hello, Matt Haig. Welcome back to Fun Kids. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting to be here. You're a busy man. I am busy. I'm busy. And I, I've been busy not writing um, recently because I've been on book tours and school book tours and all kinds of things. So I'm finally, I've finally cleared some time and I'm going on holiday and I'm just going to write. Okay, that's good because I feel like you probably deserve a little bit of a break. Yes, yeah, so having, a, having a nice holiday in France, oh. which will be exciting. Very nice. Get some cheese and baguettes. Um, now, one of the things you have been doing is uh, writing a brand new book in the Truth Pixie series. It's the second one, The Truth Pixie Goes to School. Yes, it is. And um, I, I, I honestly probably had even more fun with this one, certainly writing it. I don't know how people feel reading it than I did the first one because it's a bit longer and also it's got a proper, proper story um, going on and it's about... It's, well, it's obviously about school and it's about school bullies and friendship and fitting in and that thing where sometimes you think, oh, or I, is it better to be popular or is it better to just be myself and all of those sort of things. And it's harder, isn't it? How you pronounce the name? Is Arda. Arda, yeah. yes. Yes, Which I think I learned so. because of the rhyme, yes. harder. Yes, well, I don't, yeah, it's a Finnish name from Finland. Right. Um, so I have no idea not being a Finnish person if it is actually harder. But for my sake, harder rhymes with quite, well, it rhymes with harder. So yeah. it's, it's a, I needed a name that rhymes with something. Yes. Because I realised actually there's not that many, loads of words are really hard to rhyme like orange you wouldn't, you wouldn't end a line with orange yeah no absolutely not no I mean, that's an extreme example but it is quite hard I mean pixie 
it's quite hard. I go with fix me. Oh, yeah. But, but um, yeah. In my head, I've just got Trixie. And Trixie. That's my, is that Trixie. a word I don't know? Not sure. It's yeah. really a bit Trixie. But I, so did you have like a list of names that you went through? And like, which word yeah. with this? What, what and na- names are your way out, actually. Because if, if, if it's a word that nothing rhymes, you can normally find some sort of name or make up a name that Ooh. fits it. Um, like, I, I went with... Um, because I, I I'd used the word peculiar, so then I rhymed it with Aunt Julia, which was <laughs> quite convenient. Is that like a tell? If I read your books now and I see yeah. a random name pop up, I'm like, Matt Hay couldn't think of anything to rhyme here. That's what he's doing. Yes, exactly. In but I kind of like I kind of like rhymes, you know. I guess I was always taught when I went to big old university and stuff. Oh, proper poems don't have rhymes all the time. I thought, but I like rhymes. I'm going to do a, a three thousand word poem with rhymes all over the place and it's fun like it's so much fun to read it and also to read it out loud if you're with your family or your friends and um the book is all about arda who is going through a bit of a tough time yeah absolutely absolutely and i feel like you know i feel like um you know all of us whether we're grown-ups or children occasionally we have things happen in our lives or we have changes in our situation or we move house or move school or start a new bigger school or something and it's a bit stressful and we have worries and everyone has worries. And I thought, you know, to to have the character of a truth pixie mm-hmm. who'd be there to comfort and console um, someone as a sort of friend who was always telling you the truth about situations would would be a good thing to have. So, yeah, the truth pixie is full of um, wisdom and advice, although she has her own issues as well. Well, she finds out about her, her brother, right, who... Yeah, is also oh, yes. you know he's well liked, but there's a reason for that, and is that a good reason? And it's kind no. of like the truth pixie learns stuff as well. Yes, the truth pixie, yeah, learns well, really learns the value of truth and how how that makes life a bit difficult for her yeah. sometimes. And also, you've got to just be yourself. Absolutely, but if if yourself is literally telling the truth in every single situation. Some people, some, yeah, some people, you know, there's a certain type of lie which isn't really a lie. It's just something you say to, you know, yeah, it, oh you yeah. know, say, how are you doing? And then you literally tell the person how you're doing. Um, then it could get a little bit annoying, I suppose. But I like the truth, Pixie, because I, I think I'm sometimes um, too like the truth, Pixie. And I was when I was younger. And um but truth pixie, yeah, it's good. It's good to be truthful. Oh, it definitely is. Although I do like quite a lot of fun kids, I've realised. Coming in the fun kids studio being like, no, it's fine. There's no chocolate. I don't mind at all. Okay. <laughs> but the truth pixie reminds you that like, you've got to just be yourself and be honest. And uh, when her and Arda have some difficult times. Yes. They when kind of re- respect each other, I guess. They respect each other. And yeah, Arda's been through all kinds of uh, different, hor- you know, she's, she's uh, you know, lost her grandmother and she started a new school. Her dad's lost a job, moved house. She's got everything going on and, and she could be super unhappy, but the truth pixie's been there to pick her up. But in this story, something happens which causes them um, not really to fall out, but to stop being friends for a little while. And... Um, it forces Arda to realise that actually there are some things that are more important than being the number one popular kid at school, and that is friendship, friendship. And, and valuing people who are there for you. And there's also some incredible pictures in this as well. Mr Chris Mould, yes, I've got to, got to mention it. Chris Mould, I think this is our fifth book together because we did three Christmas books and this is our second Truth Pixie uh, and um, yeah, I think he worked harder on this than he's worked on any other book. I think he had—I don't know how many illustrations are in there, but there's a lot, and he's 
brilliant. And now speaking of the Christmas books that you've written, uh, a lot of our listeners will know them and love them. And uh, what's happening with those? Well, A Boy Called Christmas is being made into a film and it's literally just finished filming, proper filming with the actors. And then, right. then what happens is they have like 40 weeks of what's called post-production, which is where they do all the special effects, they put all the music in, they edit it and all of that. And I was on set and they were filmed most, they did some of it in London, but they filmed most of it in Prague, in these studios in Prague. And Ooh. it's got lots of famous actors in it, lots of Harry Potter people like Matt, Maggie Smith and Jim Broadbent. Um, it's got Sally Hawkins, who's a great actor. And it's also got a um, great bunch of kids who, you know, this is pretty much their first film. And it's got... The Boy Called Christmas, who's being played by uh, a boy called Henry Lawful. And it's his first proper film, and he's literally in every scene. So it's quite... So uh, no pressure. No pressure at all. But it was very exciting. And my children, also, I earned major dad points for okay. this. Because my children got to be extras in... There's a scene in an elf school. Right. And the Truth Pixie's in it as well. Was the truth? I should mention oh. that because the Truth Pixie is a sort of side character in A Boy Called Christmas. Anyway, um, my children had their elf ears on. They had to have their Excellent. ears measured. Wow! And they had all their measurements, and they've got elf school uniforms. And my daughter got to scream. There was one point where she has to scream because the Truth Pixie arrives in through the window. And my son also got to say a word. Oh, really? The word was no. <laughs> And, and did it very well. Years of practice. I was going to say, what you said a lot <laughs> yeah, before, I yes, imagine. Will we see you in the film? Are you like in the No, I around? didn't push that. No, no one wants to see me being like... an elf. It's just, <laughs> I don't want to see that. And I don't think I'd want to inflict that on anyone else. If I was you, I'd be all over it. I'd, like, I'd just keep walking in the background. <laughs> no, I'll put it, if, if, it go, if it does well and there's a sequel, I'll say yes. I, I, I demand to be one of the chief elves please in the help. workshop. Please I want to I want a workshop seat. No. <laughs> I'm shy. I, I, I'm like the world's worst actor. Well, you don't know because you've never done it. Well, I have because my mum was a drama teacher and she used to make me do drama workshops every Saturday morning. And um, she didn't like make me make me, but she thought it'd be good for my confidence. And I just discovered I really don't like acting. Not a fan. No. So no Matt Hague's <laughs> in the film. No. But... But children but, hate. Yeah, children hate. Lucas Hague and Pearl Hague. Excellent. Uh, so uh, The Truth Pixie 2 is out right now. Yes. Yes. And then we've got a Christmas film to look forward to at some point in the future. At some point. It will definitely be at Christmas, but I cannot tell you which Christmas. <laughs> if it came out in August, but it'd be it'll very be at, on, on tellies and on cinemas. And in the meantime, I think you deserve a well-earned break, to be honest. I do. I feel, I feel like I need, uh, it might just because I'm getting incredibly old, but I feel like I need to lie down um, for about two months and, um, yeah, have a good old snooze. Um, Matt Haig, thank you so much for coming by Fun Kids. Thank you <laughs> so much. Thank you. And we're lucky enough to have a little reading from Matt Haig right now. There once was a girl who lived far away and who tried to be kind, whatever the day. This girl was called Arda. She lived with her dad. She was sometimes happy, but now she was sad. She'd had a bad year. She'd had to move town and start a new school and wear a new frown. Her gran had died. Her dad lost his job. Arda spent the whole year trying not to sob. But this isn't a sad story. Not really, no. Because Arda had a pixie wherever she would go. The pixie lived in Arda's house and in her hair 
was Marta the mouse. This pixie slept under Arda's bed, and Arda trusted whatever she said. You see, wherever she was, whatever the day, the truth pixie had just one thing to say. Just as cats go meow and cows go moo, the pixie could only say things that were true. And Arda was pleased that she had such a friend. She hoped that these days would never end. Brilliant. Thank you so much to Joe Simmons, to Matt Haig, and of course to Imogen, my book expert. I also should probably give you the answer to my book question. Today's was, what was Dr. Zeus's real name? Was it A, Eric Zeusical? Was it B, Theodore Zeus Geisel? Or was it C, Zeusmal Thomas Zeus? Well, I know, that is the word Zeus a lot in one go. The answer was Theodore Zeus Geisel. That was his full official name. If you got the answer right, give yourself a pat on the back, go and read all the places we'll go, and I'll see you very soon if you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and tell all of your friends about it. Bye. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com.